Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? It's Todd, and I hate technology. And I'm Obert, and I'm okay with technology. Damn it. I wish I'd known that I would have let off with my thoughts on technology. I know. Well, Damn you can it. tell us now. How do you feel about I don't know. Does technology? anybody even care anymore? Ugh, I feel like the moment has passed. No, I am okay <laughs> with technology, especially since I'm going to be the first Terminator. Yeah, I think we peaked at like iPhone 6 and then it's kind of been about the same since then. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I'm going to be the next Terminator. Not the next. first Terminator. Not next. The first Terminator. Why do you want to yeah. be the first one? That's the worst one. You don't know that? Jeez. Just because he really likes Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm a big Arnold Schwarzenegger fan and I want to be able to travel through time and stuff. So, and I don't, I want to live forever. So that all the all these things are possible. Todd, I don't know if Chris saw the end of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure Chris, I know you don't see a lot of movies, but like we have to have a talk. <laughs> no, no, no. The good guy, Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> spends the lives whole life forever. Yeah, li- yeah. Hunts down the woman and then lives forever. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've seen the movie. The end. <laughs> end end of Terminator. Except movie, he doesn't not determine. <laughs> right. <laughs> Very important distinction. Or I can be like a chappy robot and get my subconscious uploaded into a robot. You guys didn't see that movie, huh? No, no, I nope. guess not. No, nope, can't see, say that I did. I saw I've seen that movie. I was actually very excited for that movie and I went to see it and I was disappointed by it. <laughs> oh yeah, that movie that we all know the title of and are chappy. aren't even gonna say it. I said that's Chappie. The, that's the name of the movie? That's the name of the movie, yeah. That That's not Chappie? a real movie. Yeah, Chappie. No, that's is not it, a real is movie. Is it a children's movie? No, it's a, it's an adult movie. Is nope. it released in the last decade? 2015. Impossible. Who stars as... Who's Chappie? He's a robot. Which actor? Chappie. Wait. Shelto Copley. Wait, is that the name in the movie or is that a, is that a person? Neil Blomkamp. Like... This is not a real movie. Box office 102 million. That doesn't sound like a lot for a movie. No, sounds like it was an awful movie. 102 million, I feel like, is a lot for a movie. So, Chris, you haven't seen Top Gun. I've not seen Top Gun, no. Or Knocked Up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or The End of Tomb Ra- or Terminator. No, I've seen The End of Terminator. He he lives to be a thousand. No, he lives... <laughs> well, so far he's a thousand. We don't know how old he's going to live till, but... So you haven't seen any of these movies? 32% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, but but you've watched this movie, Chappie. Chappie, from the director of District 9. Wait, did you, are you also telling me you watched District 9, too? I have not seen District 9, no. I have not seen that. But Now, did you see this movie in theaters? I saw it in theaters, yeah. I think I went with Dana. I haven't seen it since then. I was really excited for it. I thought it was going to be really good. It was very mediocre. I've literally never heard of this movie, <laughs> nor your excitement for it, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, we weren't doing a podcast back in 2015. That's true. That's a good point. Sigourney Weaver's in it. Huge, huge Ackman. That Ninja. huge Ackman. There's a guy in the in the in the movie named Ninja. Yeah, isn't he the the streamer? No, he's a South African rapper, singer, songwriter, record producer, actor, and director. Oh, gotcha. Obviously. So we decided we're not doing beers anymore, guys. <laughs> this is a chappy fan cast. <laughs> Welcome. This is our first episode where we, live on the podcast, learn about uh, what Chappie is. This is a live take. and uh, So, like, is Chappie a human? No. Chappie's a robot. dedicating the next 90 episodes <laughs> to really dissecting this film and uh, getting in there. So Wait, I don't get buckle it. Buckle up, folks. Yeah, so, okay. Okay. Black screen. Then people running in an abandoned building. Police sirens in the background. Then you see a robot or something. I don't know. I've only seen it once. Five years ago. Are you narrating the trailer to us? No, this is this is the movie. I'm starting. This is your your memory. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's our Chappie fan cast huh. where Chris recites the movie from memory <laughs> to us, having seen it once in theaters five years ago. But also he recites it word for word. <laughs> It says, Halt, I am Chappie. This sounds like Robocop more and more to me. <laughs> yeah, are we sure that it's not Robocop? And then he, Chappie has a mom, and he's very attached to his mom, but his mom's a drug addict and also homeless. So, 
This is not a real movie. Go watch it. It's an okay movie. I'm not going to watch this. It's very okay. You it's want not going to watch okay movies like Knocked Up and Borat and stuff. No, those are good movies. Do you want <laughs> us to watch? 92% of Google users like this movie. We actually got quite a bit of feedback about Ted's movies. Uh, not all of it positive, but uh, Not all of it, it negative either. Some of it positive. That's yeah, right. Not, not all of it negative. No. Actually, there was there was a vibrant discussion in one of my streams last week about your choice in movies. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. we should get back to the secondary function of this podcast, which is enlightening people about be- beers to enjoy while watching Chappie. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's oh, we have a, a sub podcast in our Chappie cast where we drink beer and tell you about it in the slow parts of the movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. So right now, Chappie's sleeping. So yeah. so now we can talk about the beer. So, but you have to do it quietly because Chappie is sleeping. Okay. Well, <laughs> I want to. I want to kick it off this okay, week, good. if I may, because I've been thirsty for a while now. Got to get into it. This is uh, whatever you call it when the two. It's collaboration. It's a collaboration between two breweries. This would be Breakside Brewery out of Portland, Oregon, and Fremont Brewing out of Seattle, Washington. Okay. Nice. Um, and it's called Teamwork slash Dreamwork Double Coconut Stout. And then it also prominently says Anniversary 10 Years Series. I don't really know how I'm supposed to read that as the title. But uh, <laughs> I don't know if they've been collaborating for 10 years or what. But yeah, this Double Coconut Stout weighs in at 9.4% ABV. All right. So I know we've talked before about how Chris is not the biggest fan of coconut beers. No, I'm not a fan of coconut at all. So... Neither is Chappie. I feel like fun, one. Fun I feel like one time you're gonna come through and be like, "Hey guys, guess what? I learned how to like coconut beers." I don't know. I think Chris is kind of set in his ways at this point. Yeah. Once you become a dad, you stop liking new things, and you just like <laughs> movies that were released before your child was born. <laughs> I'm gonna tell my grandchildren about the Chappie. No, no, sorry. Movies that you saw before your child exactly. was born. <laughs> Not even movies that were made before them. Not that shitty movies so that nose, were made before your child was born. Right, of course. No. So on the nose, I get um, both the coconut and alcohol in a way that reminds, very reminiscent of coconut rum. Not as sweet. I also get those earthy roasted malt tones for sure. Okay. Yeah, I definitely get strong earthiness, maybe a coconut husk. How about that as a descriptor? Um, so let's just dive right in, guys. He hates it gross definitely a thicker beer quite viscous as far as beers go almost like this was a barrel age or something but it's probably the near double digit alcohol content in this stout weighing in more subdued coconut flavor than something called double coconut stout would have me believe it's good you know it's a coconut stout i've had these before um it's kind of too heavy to really drink a, a lot of on a night a hot summer day does it's it taste like, like Death by Coconut? You know, Kona makes a good coconut beer. Have you ever had that one, Ted? I have not. No? No. Can you say words? Yes. Uh, I can't hear you, Ted. Okay. Well, welcome to the new podcast segment where we just guess what Ted was saying. <laughs> but, Ted, you got to move your webcam down so I can see your mouth because I can only see it from your nose. Right. Yeah, there we go. That's better. There you go. That's okay. better. He's talking and he's saying, Chappie is a great movie. <laughs> he just I did it. see it after all. He, 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 his memory, his mind blocked it out because of how perfect it was. Yes, that that had to have been it. Hey, you're hey, back. We got you back. That had to have been it. I was asking, <laughs> does this beer taste like death, like co- death by coconut? It, um, it, it does a little bit. That's from uh Dale Dale's Pale Ale, right? Or no, Oscar Blues. Oscar Blues. Oscar Blues. Oscar Blues. I had to get there. Yeah, it's from Oscar Blues. This is definitely heavier. Than the Death by Coconut. I think. I haven't had that one. I think huh. I had that can once. Only once or never once? Only once. Okay. Um, and it was from the can. It wasn't poured in the glass. I don't have a great recollection of it. But, um, you know, this is a li- little heavier than coconut beers that I normally like. My favorite being the Cocoa Brown from Kona. So I think overall I'm going to give this beer uh, three and a half. Uh, you know what? Maybe even down to a three and a quarter. Oh, uh, wow. This is good, but... Not worth the money I paid or like a special anniversary release. I don't know. It's not like it's just an okay coconut beer. I wouldn't go for this again. So you would never buy it again? Yeah, I would drink it if somebody poured me a glass of it, but I wouldn't go out of my way to buy it. That's where a three and a quarter comes in for me. Um, I also think that 22 ounces of this beer is just too much for one person to drink. Yeah, it seems like that's a, that's a lot of beer. 
yeah that is a lot of beer. be happier with this in a 16 ounce can or even a 12 ounce can so what do you think the untappedverse thinks of this beer you know i have no idea this is a tough one for me to rate could you give me a hint by telling me how many ratings there are 601 okay that few ratings i'm gonna say it weighs in at a 3.56 no it's actually a little bit quite a it's respectable a 3.93 oh wow Wow, that's pretty I was good. Way off. Yeah, higher than higher than you thought for sure. Yeah. By the way, I have to tell you guys that uh, I was talking to a listener of the podcast, and he claims that he got a guess right for one of our beers, and hopes that we never properly guess the correct rating of a beer. Is this Craig, Brad's boss? No, this is this is Nick. Okay, so he guessed it right. But... He, he he claims that he guessed a beer right. Mm-hmm. Well, we unfortunately right. have no way to verify this. Right. right. Yeah. 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 Maybe but what he, we need to do is is get Nick on the phone in on our next review and uh and make him guess it again. There you go. That's what we got to do. Cuz that's the only way we can verify it, you know? I I agree. I mean, he he said that uh he was really happy when he got it and but he had nobody to celebrate with. Yeah. That's 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 the worst part about guessing untapped diverse scores alone. Now I would <laughs> tell I would tell him that, you know, if he was part of our Discord channel, that he would have had a whole bunch of people to talk to. He could have shared. He could have shared the news. Yeah, yeah. Could have jumped in there, been like, "I guessed it right," and we all would have been like, "No way! We're all in the middle of watching Chappie. <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> Welcome to our new podcast." Yeah, Chappieing alone with Chappie. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! Well, congratulations on your fake achievement, Nick. Uh, we all we all totally believe you. Wink, wink. Um, it's, it's excellent. So. Um, why don't I hand this off to Todd? Todd, what do you got? All right. So this week I was, uh, I brought a special treat to the podcast. As you guys may have remembered from last week during the, um, Patreon exclusive, I reviewed four beers from Labyrinth and their beer tasting. You did. This week I brought another Labyrinth beer, but to the actual podcast, this was uh, a beer that was released last week that Adam, um, has asked me to review on the podcast. And so I said, sure, no problem. Look at that. That's a very scary label. Yeah. This is called Siren Song Tangerine Version. So usually they do a lime version, but this one is uh, the tangerine version. So it's a Goza-style ale brewed with tangerine, orange, coriander, and salt. That sounds pretty delicious. And it's got like a skull with like crazy wild hair on the can. It's also the second week in a row that I'm drinking a Goza. It's, It's becoming that time. Yeah. Summer, 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 summer time is, uh, is double coconut stout time of year. <laughs> exactly. That pumpkin yes. spice latte. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that was the pre-show. Oops. We revealed. Oh, oh, boy. Oh, no. That's the pre-game. Yeah. I think I had the Lime Siren song when I was up there. You did. Yes. Indeed. Okay. I remember it being very good. So I'm very interested in what this is going to taste like. So this beer pours much or much hazier than what I would expect it to pour. You know, it's it's still kind of clear, but it's definitely got a little bit of a, a citrus haze to it, which is interesting given last week's Goza was completely clear and kind of looked like Bud Light in a can. So on the nose, I smell a lot of citrus. You know what? It kind of reminds me when I sniff it of what Fruity Pebbles smells like in the bowl. Mm. And I, I will say Fruity Pebbles in the bowl smells different than Fruity Pebbles in the box. Much different. When you add that yeah. milk to the Fruity Pebbles, its smell changes. It's a chemical reaction for sure. The the smell flavor, the nose flavor on this yes. beer <laughs> reminds me. Oh, I got some on my nose. Reminds uh, me a lot. What for, for a nose taste on that one? <laughs> <laughs> reminds me a lot of Fruity Pebbles, but I can definitely taste. I can yeah, taste. I can definitely smell the sea salt and some citrus. Um. It doesn't leave much of a head, but it is quite carbonated. So let's see. Let's see how it tastes. Sounds like a typical Gosa to me. So that's really good. Um, it's not as sour as like the Geyser Gosa that I referenced last week from Two Roads and Evil Twin. Uh, but it definitely has a little bit of a little bit of a sour tinge to it. But I wouldn't flat out say that it's like you know pucker your lips sour. Mm. It's it's extremely uh, citrusy. With a little bit of sea salt on the back end. I wouldn't say that it's overly sweet either. It's a really good balance between sweet, sour, and salt watery. I guess if that's mm. a, a term. So citrusy can mean a lot of things. You, you specifically, you're talking about like the orangey, tangerine side of things, I imagine. Yeah, I taste a lot of tangerine. 
I guess that's to be expected from a tangerine gosa. Sure. Right. I don't taste a lot of orange at all. Um, maybe a little like orange peel, but that's just kind of as it fades away. So I can't tell if that's what, whether it's just lingering flavor from the tangerine or if it's really orange peely tasting. I guess you have a very distinct palate because to me, anything that is the color orange and is a circle and is a fruit, <laughs> I'm like, I could not tell you the difference if it was in my beer. Uh, Todd's like, this is a little bit more tango- tangelo than tang- clementine. Well, well tangerine, <laughs> tangerines tend to be a little bit more bitier, I guess, in my experience. Okay. And this has a little bit of bite to it. Um, you know, it weighs in at 4.3% ABV, so it's a, it's a definitely a nice crushable beer that you could just drink on a hot day you know while mowing the lawn this is probably the perfect beer to drink i'm a big fan of the siren song lime goza and it really goes well with like a shot of tequila in there and they usually brew it around cinco de mayo so you can have it in time for you know for throwing tequila in your drink instead of making a margarita if you like this beer but are scared away by the four percent alcohol content don't worry we have a solution for you Correct. You can add more <laughs> alcohol to it. <laughs> it goes uh, well with tequila. Now, I would not recommend probably putting tequila in this one. Um, it just, I can't think of, I can't think, I'm, and I'm sure Obert has about a billion of them. I can't think of a cocktail that has tequila and like orange in it. Yeah, well, there's a tequila sunrise, which is, uh, it's like a, what do you call those breakfast drinks? Mimosa. It's like a mimosa, but with tequila. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. then in that case, this probably would taste pretty good with it. Then I didn't realize. So tequila just goes well with cit- with citrus flavored items. Yeah, it's definitely a good pair for sure. Okay, so then I, then screw it. You know what? Go out, buy this, throw some shots of tequila in it. Um, and it probably <laughs> it probably tastes good because I've done it with the other one. Overall, this is a solid solid goza though. Um, like I said, it's not too bitter. It's not too sweet. It's super refreshing and. I know that it's going to sell out quick, so if you guys are hearing the sound of my voice, you know, head on over to Labyrinth, order it, and I will let you know this as of today, and we can call this, you know, the week that you're hearing my voice, Labyrinth is going to start doing home deliveries as well. Oh, no way. That's awesome. Yes. So if you would like this, they'll deliver it right to your house if you live in Connecticut. And I think it's Anywhere only- in this. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure there's geogra- more geographical restrictions than the, the entire state. I know Connecticut's a small state, but it's not that small. Head over to their Facebook. They were announcing everything earlier this week, uh, I think Monday or Sunday, and you'll be able to hear where they're delivering to. But definitely go on there, order the beer, and have it shipped to your house if you can. If not, you know what? You guys need to get out of your house anyways. Take a nice little drive to Manchester and go buy this beer. Nice crushable beer for the warm months. I know you guys all know that it was hot on Saturday. This would have been the perfect beer for that. Overall, I know this is a really high-rated beer on Untapped. Um, I don't know what it is, but I was given a little tip by Adam that uh, last time they brewed this and they had like a small little pony keg, it kicked within a matter of minutes. So I'm going to say, I'm going to give this probably a 425, and I'm going to say Untapped has rated this a 437. Well, it's it's pretty close to your rating for sure. So okay, the Untapped diverse gives calls it a four zero four. Not found. No, four point oh four is the rating on Untapped. Okay, that's and a good rating. It's a good, very solid, good, very yeah. solid rating, mm-hmm. especially for and a Goza. Yeah, and that's with forty four check ins. So not very many. Not very many at all. Yeah. So go out, buy it, or get it shipped to your house. And with that, uh, I'd like to also thank Labyrinth for providing it to me. So thank you guys. And we're going to hand the, the, the mic off to Chris. Chris, what are you drinking? So as we all know on the podcast, I've talked about my love, my newfound love for mixed packs, variety packs, all that You're fun stuff. You're all about them. Yeah. All about them right now uh, because I can't go to breweries really and get a bunch of beers. So this is what I, this is what I settle for. Um, the issue is I drank through most of them, but this one. This one was new at the local food line, uh, Devil's Backbone Brewing Company. This is the Cosmic Fruit Overdrive, which is a smoothie-style ale. Uh, so we've gone, we've transcended, we've evolved from milk milk beers. We've gone beyond milkshakes, and now we're into smoothies. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's an ale with natural flavors and vegetable juice for color. Wait, hold on. That's Wait, veg- what I wanted to read. Vegetable juice for color? So it said... Oh, I thought it was going to give me, like, what's in it? Nope. 
Tells me the color. Color is red. I've never had a cosmic fruit. Did you have one of those when you were in the grocery store, Todd? You had no. a cosmic fruit? No. Is that like a moon rock? I think so. I think they grow on the moon. <laughs> I can't say that I've had one of these. So going by the label, it looks like there's an orange and a raspberry and a bird in it. So um, but it's Watch out. Make a... sure you filter out all the bones before you pour that beer <laughs> in your glass. Put it over a strainer. This is very important. Uh, so pretty cool label. Um, you know, kind of just like it looks like flying fruit. Um, so what does this beer look like? The beer is actually very pretty. I don't know if you can. Uh, it does probably doesn't come across too well, but it's like a nice orange not orange that's not orange reddish so someone someone call it magenta maroon yeah it's maroon. a good maroon color you could really tell they added vegetables for coloring <laughs> exactly <laughs> solid beet beet add additives in there for sure right but yeah uh head dissipated like almost immediately there's not much going on there uh, on the nose you get some just straight up like sweet uh smells sweet uh you smell some kind of some kind of fruit, um, but we don't know. It's or some kind or some kind of vegetable. I mean, we just don't know. It smells kind of like a raspberry. It smells like a raspberry. The snozberries smell like snozberries. Um, but it does smell like a bit of like a raspberry. It looks like a raspberry. Let's see if it tastes like a raspberry. So I'm gonna think that it will. I think it tastes like a cosmic berry. To be honest, definitely tastes a lot of raspberry in this thing. So I like it because. It is a smoothie, like in that in that sense of the of the fact that it's like really, it's kind of like heavy, like heavy, I guess, thick. I don't know what you want to say, but coats your mouth really well. Um, the raspberry is tart, which I enjoy, I always enjoy a nice tart beer, um, but it's not overpowering. It kind of it reminds me a little bit of like the the fruited sours from Southern Grist. I'm not gonna say Ooh. the same. I'm not going to say the same level because Southern Grist is one of my all-time favorite breweries, but and those were incredible sours. Don't don't tempt me like that. That's a <laughs> but it does it does remind it does give me that that thought of oh 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 this could be something that Southern Grist makes. I'm having a hard time picking out. I mean, I, I get a little bit of orange. It's very very. It's a lot of raspberry. Get a hint of orange, maybe a little bit of like a peach or something like that. But you know something sweet that. To kind of take the hint off a of raspberry, it's like a raspberry punch to the face. Um, but I, I do like it though. It's nice and smooth, you know, tart, but not too tart. Like I think even Dana would like this beer, and she's not a tart, she's not a sour fan. Not that it's, it's not branded as a sour, but it's kind of a sour. It's sour-ish. It tastes like a raspberry. Those are sour. It tastes like a raspberry. Yeah. Um, but it's not like, it's not like Warhead. No, 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 no. Yeah, Nothing on the like sour that. scale, what are we ranking here? Okay, I forgot which one's the sour scale. Oh. That's warhead and water. So one is water, zero is water, and right. ten is warhead. Ten is warhead, and oh yeah, right. And then four Granny Smith and Apple. seven are both Granny Smith Apple. Correct. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. I remember. I remember that. Now. <laughs> and if if you're a new listener and you don't know what we're talking about, you go, go back way to like back. Go back to like episode like I think it's like seven or eight. Really, Way it's that far. We've been that doing one. this that bit for this long, huh? Oh man, that's got to be like Tud Masters scales or something like that, or something something it's, like that. it's something Go like the Tud scale or something like that. It's when when we do our hundredth episode and we do our greatest bits from our first hundred episodes. Yeah, <laughs> which is not really what we're doing unless we get really actually that's that's a lot. That's not that's a lot of work. That's more work than just recording a podcast. Yeah, we're not yeah. going to do that, <laughs> guys. It's a hundred hours of podcasts. Only our yeah. truest fans do that. <laughs> Tell you what, put it right. Write the email. Let us know where. where do you want I don't even. Do know. you want to win, Mister Oscar, for being the best fan? Go back and pull all of our best bits in bite-sized pieces and send them to us. Go on and record and mix an episode 100 for us. Just using just sound bites of the of us through the first hundred episodes. I thought it would kind of be fun if we if we like made an episode mashed up of like you know my best beer review, your best beer review, you know, and then we like, just did a golden episode of, of the funniest, the best parts of our right. other episodes. Yeah. Oh man. Best anyway, intro. Yeah. Yeah. Best. In, there you go. So. Shout out to Megan, sister of the podcast, who brought me to this brewery. Yeah, really good brewery, really good beer. Um, I miss I miss Charlottesville, man. That was a fun city. Uh, you know, there's there's some you got some good places in the southeast, Chris. I gotta say, you know, you you've lived near two major cities 
in the southeast. Do we call that the southeast or do we call it like the mid-east? South Atlantic? Mid-Atlantic? I don't know. Yeah, because like, like it's not Georgia or Florida or even South Carolina. It's North Carolina. That's like the middle. Okay, so in my We're south of the Mason-Dixon. In my opinion, I'm petitioning. I'm petitioning. So, so, so from the perspective of Montana, right? So Arizona, New Mexico is the southwest. Like, like I agree, though that's that's on the Texas, border of Mexico. Louisiana, Mississippi, those are the south. And I then, think that Texas would tell you that, that they were not the south. Yeah, that Texas is something different. You're right, but it's definitely south. It's, it's Texas is South America. And then, <laughs> and then everything everything east of like there like louisiana to me being all the way up here in the northwest of montana that's all the southeast right it's but if east, you said it's south it's southeast if you said louisiana mississippi alabama florida and georgia are all southeast i'd say yeah but like you then you start going up to south carolina north carolina tennessee and you know, in Pennsylvania, and you're like, that's... Well, Pennsylvania, Chris never lived in Pennsylvania. Right. Or also, I, I West Virginia, Virginia. I wouldn't consider Pennsylvania the South, but I think that I think once you hit Virginia and lower, you're in the right. South. So, yeah. I guess saying Charlottesville would be in the Southeast is incorrect. But I guess it was like, still, you know, it's like, it's fun, nice outdoor areas in these cities. You can walk around, some cool breweries i don't know to me i kind of lump them all together mm, just because yeah. i've i've experienced had the same experiences when i go to all these cities which is just go to breweries and drink outside which is a nice thing you can do most of the year anyways anyways back to cosmic fruit overdrive by devil's backbone brewing company uh i'm a big fan of this beer uh it's uh very good um i'm gonna give it a i'm gonna give it uh let's see i'm on the fence on this one now let's see I'm going to give it a four. I'm going to give it a four. And what do you think the untapped rating is out of 262 chickens? 262 chickens? I'm going to say it's a 4.07. It is, out of 262 chickens, a 3.64. Damn. Okay. People, not a lot of good people have had this beer then. Um, I'm a- <laughs> Only people who are wrong drink this beer. <laughs> I don't know if this, I don't know if the bottle said this and, and if this is over, eliminate this from the podcast. This is called, this deep red beer was brewed with an irresponsible amount of raspberries in order to take fruit beers to a whole new level. You've been warned, beware of the fruit. No, it does not say that. I wish it did. That's what. I, that's the kind of insight I was hoping for. On the yeah, bottom. really. Instead, I got instead I got ale, ale with natural flavors and vegetable juice for color. That's what I got. So, <laughs> but no, that's way better. And yeah, beware of the fruit needs to be like the tagline on that thing. Yeah, and they weren't lying. Beware of the fruit, meaning raspberry. Irresponsibly with raspberry. Bunch of wrong people drink this beer. This beer is very good, uh, especially if you like fruited sours. I think yeah, it seemed like you were pleasantly right surprised. That seemed like you better than you expected it to be. This mixed twelve pack was it was like in the corner of the shelf. I almost walked right past it and I looked at it and it was like a I think it was like a fruit snack pack or something like that. Like there's an apricot IPA, there's this cosmic fruit overdrive, there's like a bunch of really good stuff in there. So um the devil's backbone, you're on the list. You're officially on the list. I, I want to go there. So nice. Yeah, I so go to there. Three fruit beers tonight. Mm, a lot of fruit. A lot of fruit. We had one one tangerine, one coconut, one raspberry. Is coconut considered a fruit? I don't think it's a vegetable. Mm, that's a good point. Animal Crossing I, I, considers I, I, it a fruit. That is we'd have true. To go, we'd have to go to the Chappie website to see. Uh, I mean, if Chappie's like this robot, he should just know. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I wanted to save this to the end of the podcast, but I did have some good news. It says here that... Um, Chappie was actually written as a trilogy, and uh, there's been interest in making sequels if they were, quote, economically feasible. Unfortunately, the project hasn't been taken up yet, but it could be a cult hit. We don't know. I mean, according, oh, okay. according to Wikipedia, the budget for the movie was $49 million, and it made 102 as Chris pointed out earlier, in the box office. So it was a financial success. Yes. Only $31 million in North America. I see that on here too. So maybe that's yeah. why we did, it was a much did much better internationally than we did here. I spent a lot of money on that movie though. Yeah, how many millions? I was buying out whole I was buying out whole theaters. Yeah. 
<laughs> Chris doesn't see a lot of movies. When he does, he goes big. <laughs> I like how you chose this one to be like the movie you were going to see. But, well, I also like how he like related to it. Like everybody knew what movie it was too. I He's like, you know, swear, like Chappie, like, <laughs> like Chappie from the thing. movie Chappie. <laughs> I was I was so excited. I thought it was going to be great. Like, watch the trailers. I bet you the trailers were good. I hope. <laughs> We're definitely putting that in the show notes. By the way, Jason sent in a ton of comedy movies. Did oh he? My God. Yeah. Um, wait, mailbag. Oh, yeah. Got to take it out from the mailbag here. Got to take it out he, from the mailbag. He had to send this one. He had to put a lot of stamps on this envelope because of how many movies <laughs> because he Because of how many, how many he... he... He says, I'm sure you expected this email. Comedies are probably the most sub- subjective genre. I couldn't even think of a safe comedy you could recommend to someone without knowing anything about them. I've even heard plenty of people tell me they hated Airplane after I told them to watch it. So I've I've broken all these movies up into a sort of subgenre or style. And like, I mean, this Jason, as we all know, is a cinephile. He loves movies. Um, he's basically the antithesis to me um and he listed 200 movies he's the guy who loves movies and doesn't have a beard (laughs) right right yes no beard loves movies i don't hate movies that's the one thing i just want to point that out i don't hate movies well jason just hate beards (laughs) (laughs) it'd be funny if he had like a vendetta against beards that's right yeah i really like that podcast i just hate how they all have beards (laughs) <laughs> yes. I can just tell. He broke these he broke these movies down by theme though. So like he has absurd humor, mm-hmm. which includes such things as Better Off Dead, This is Spinal Tap, and Wet Hot American Summer. He's yeah, those are some great movies. Si- silent comedies such as I've never heard of any of these, so I'm just gonna read the top three. Playtime, Mon Uncle, and Modern Times, Black Comedies and Satires, which has Doctor Strange Love in the Loop. Doctor Strange Love is a great movie. It's a uh... and Placido. I'm gonna say Placido. Okay. I'm just I'm reading through like the ones that I would know. Man, it um, sounds like I should be looking at this email too. I mean, this go, real mail. You should. You should. Uh, going next to Screwball Comedies, which is from the 1930s and 1940s. I'm not gonna know any of these, so I'm just gonna read the top three. Bringing Up Baby, The Great Dictator, and It Happened One Night. Musicals like Singing in the Rain, A Hard Day's Night. And South Park, which obviously South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut is probably Mm -hmm. the best musical of all time. I think it won a Tony or something. Yes. Well, I know that the, I know, I know uh, the creators have won a Tony, but for, uh, for their, their Broadway show. Okay. I have the email open now. You guys did not mention that this was organized mostly chronologically. So you're going from the. Going back to the golden age of Hollywood, which is the fifties and the sixties. It's The Apartment, Some Like It Hot, and Roman Holiday. Well, the it's a set- mad, 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 mad world is also a great movie. They, uh, The Simpsons did a parody of that one. Then going into the 70s and 80s, we have National Lampoon's Vacation, obviously. A Christmas Story, A Princess Bride, Does Anybody Want a Peanut? Spaceballs, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Animal it's House, a- The Goonies. So, you, so off. you're yeah. all listing a bunch of great movies that Jason put on here, but... On the top of the list, he has a movie called Paper Moon, which I've never heard of. But I assume for it to be ranked above all of these other movies, it's got to be pretty good. For the the 1990s, he has Swingers, Clerks, Dogma, Rush Hour, Austin Powers. Chris, I'm going to say that you've probably seen maybe three of these movies. Who, me? Yeah. I've seen Austin Powers. Which is on Netflix right now. Rush Hour. I've seen Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. That's already four. I've seen Office Space. And we're getting we're getting close to the end of the list now. Oh God! Wait, you ha- you haven't seen like there's something about Mary. Uh, I know there she puts dirty stuff in her hair one time. Or Tommy Boy. <laughs> nice. I've seen like 20 minutes of Tommy Boy. Fat guy in a little suit. Yep, that's pretty much the extent of my Tommy Boy experience. Clerks or Clerks Two? No. Oh boy. Right. That movie. Seen- then moving on to two thousands and the two thousand tens, this is the stuff that Obert and I talked about last week. Um, obviously, there's a lot more here. Um, stuff like Shrek, Ratatouille, Tropic Thunder, Tropic Thunder, which may be the most underrated comedy of all time. And I know Jason's going to respond back to that via email, but that's that's a funny, funny, funny movie. Chappie, <laughs> Chappie made the list. 
<laughs> we should have a Chappie watch party with Jason. I'm sure Jason's Jason, write it. Have you seen Chappie? How do you I just like I'm looking at his list now and like we skipped over it. So you said black comedies and satires. And then in true Jason fashion, he has in front of Susan, he says, some of these are italicized, extremely dark. <laughs> like, of course they are, Jason. <laughs> There's some good ones on that list, though. No, we got to gotta share this list with our listeners, though. Maybe I can um, figure out a way to, to put this as a text link in our, a link to like a text pad thing in our show notes or something like that. Or you could, we could, we could just paste it to the Discord. Paste to the Discord. There we go, and then people can we read can it. Both, but they also have to go to our join our Discord. Right. That, and then um, also keep in mind that Jason has his uh, his movie list too. That's right. That was also recommended. Oh yeah, you can also find Jason's letterbox recommendations. We've discussed those previously. And on top of that, we have as a as a follow up update from uh, last week's episode too. Jordan from Wreck My Podcast has invited the podcast to view uh, a movie with his podcast. Oh, no way. We should do that. Date, date to be determined, but it, we're talking Top Gun here. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Can we just watch the volleyball scene on repeat like 20 times? I mean, I feel like we have to pause it and make fun of it. So and that's part of Wreck My Podcast. So Yeah. Yeah. I, Chris doesn't we'll know to... what we're talking about, but there's the yeah. volleyball scene. Oh, okay. It's you can basically... see Tom Cruise all sweaty and jacked with Val Kilmer. They were like, how can we have like a... Like a Big muscly scene in this movie with all the muscles, and they said, "Let's just make them play volleyball." It's like even a point where like one of them checks their watch and they're like flexing their arm muscles. <laughs> yeah. It's like the stereotypical like '80s scene. Yeah. Well, hey, we gotta save all of this for our other podcast that we're recording with Jordan. Can't right. steal any of the good content and put it here. Jason, thank you so much for the list. I appreciate it. Um, I pro I've probably seen probably like twenty of these movies. So that's pretty good. I was going to say seven. Twenty out of two hundred ain't bad. No, no, no. I've seen more. I'll I'll go through and I'll count. Maybe, probably not. But <laughs> Chris, we'll like put, that's a lot of work. But we'll put C. We'll put C for Chappie in on the list <laughs> next to the ones that I've seen. Um, yeah. I mean, I I'm looking at like three I've seen. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Boom. That's one. Have you seen Zombieland? Mm, I saw part of the second one. That's a new movie. I don't know how you even saw part of it. <laughs> Chris isn't allowed that. to watch new movies. Only when his son or wife is watching movies is he allowed to watch new movies. I've seen Frozen too. <laughs> we make exception for Disney slash Pixar productions. Yes. You know what? I'd like Dana to write in. Dana, how do you feel about the fact that Chris doesn't want to watch new movies? Yeah, Dana's been missing from our mailbag. I think so is Caitlin. I think we gotta have both wives of the pod write in. I don't know. I just you know, I like movies. I like the movies that I like. I was going to say, clearly, you you don't like movies. No, I like movies. I just like the movies I like. Like, I'd rather watch Star Wars again than something I might not like. You know what I mean? For someone who always tries new beers, this is surprising. Yes, I like, agree. I could see Chris being like, you know what? I really liked this uh, one IPA, and that's all I drink from now on forever. <laughs> I only drink Hetty Topper. That's it. No, like, I mean, yeah. if I could only, if I had a be- choice to only drink Hetty Topper for the rest of my life, or to keep drinking bad beers, I would only pick. I'd pick the only Hetty Topper as opposed to a bunch of ne- unique mediocre beers. Mm, that's a good. That's a good. Like is hypothetical. Is, yeah. Yeah. Is is the new beers worth them being not as good as Hetty Topper? Like Hetty Topper is like what a solid four and a half. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I gotta say, I don't know four and a quarter, whatever. But like, well, I probably would get sick of it, but. You know, it's easy to say that. It's different when you've had your 300th Hetty Topper in a row. You'd obviously get sick I of it. I guess that's true. You know. I guess that's true. Like, this one sucks. You know, the only the only beer you can drink 300 times in a row and still, still love it is Bud Light. <laughs> and so with that, it's that time of the week. Oh, hey, hey, episode. hey, don't, don't step on my bit. That's me. This is my job. You can't do this. Obert's the handler. I'm handles. the handle guy. I'm not going to tell you to wrap things up with the outro. Right. It's that time of the episode. You, you try, hey, you you tried it once. I tried it once. I did bad. I did a bad job, and now I don't try anymore. Go to the frosty mug of wisdom, where we all recommend things that have made our lives better. To you, our listeners, we each pick a thing that we found something special to our lives in the last week. And um, this week, I want 
Ted to go first. Take our frosty mug out of the freezer. Fill it up with some wisdom. I'm going to actually, in, in honor of Chris last week, I'm going to use a handle of a wireless phone charging. So last week, Chris let us in on a little tidbit that he has he has a hard time uh, listening to podcasts and charging his phone because many companies, including the company that makes his phone, which I believe is Google, has chosen chosen to get rid of the 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. So he either has to choose between listening to music or charging his phone. And sometimes he falls asleep while listening to audiobooks and it wakes up to a dead phone. So my answer to that is wireless charging. I've been wireless charging my iPhone for the past two iterations. It's great. All you do is put the, the phone on the pad and boom, the charging begins. It's not as quick as uh, wired charging, but at the same time, if you're falling asleep listening to it, you probably have a few hours to let your phone charge. Um, you can find them cheap anywhere, Amazon, Best Buy, Walmart, Target. Anywhere you can buy a charger, you can buy a wireless charger. I bought the Anchor one that sits kind of at an angle. It was 12 bucks. So That's your preferred brand, Anchor? Anchor is good for second bonus handle. If you're ever looking for a a piece of technology, whether it be a charger or a, a battery pack or whatever, Anchor is always a solid brand to go with. You can't go wrong. And that's spelled? A-N-K-E-R. Okay. I was thinking like ship Anchor. But that's not right. Not right. I think it's an Amazon brand. So okay, yeah, I've heard good things about Anchor. I've I've used them before. I knew how it was spelled. That was a, that was all a, a pl- behind the scenes. That was all a ploy to get you to really spell it. I knew it wasn't ship Anchor <laughs> the whole time. They're always solid. Go with that. But wireless charging is where it's at, especially if you have one of the, if you have a new cell phone and you don't have a three point five millimeter jack and you need to charge your phone. This is problem solved, Chris. Yeah, I was pretty bummed to learn that the. Pixel 2 does not have uh, wireless charging because it was a brilliant idea. Brilliant idea. So maybe my next phone, when I get it in a couple years, I'll be able to wireless charge. <laughs> Chris is going to hang out to the sandal for a while. He's going to ruminate on it, let it sit. But a few years from now, watch out wireless charging because here Chris comes. Here I come. And so with that, I'm going to pass the mug off to Chris. Okay, so uh being being in the video game community like i am now uh there was something really cool that is happening on the epic game store right now which is kind of like a steam type thing steam library kind of thing um you can actually go online go to epic games store and get uh grand theft auto 5 for free wait really yes for real yes pause the show Okay, I'm just gonna keep talking, and you can figure it out. Um, no, yeah, you can. You can go on. You can. I see Chappie is free. Yeah, Chappie's free. What? No, that, that's a that's a beloved national treasure, Chappie. Um, you can go on, log in, and uh, you know, create an account. They're free, uh, and you'll be able to claim uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. Uh, when they announced it, it actually crashed the site for basically a day. I think. As everybody was rushing on to get it. I have never personally played the game. I've always wanted it. Never went out and bought it. So perfect timing for me to do so. Um, they've been giving out games like throughout the quarantine here and there. Um, so, you know, keep an eye out after you download it. Just, you know, keep an eye out and you might get some other free, cool free games. So go get yourself some GTA 5 for free. So you've always wanted it, but never enough to actually pay dollars for it. right yes it's one of those games where like i i remember i remember so fondly playing vice city like i loved vice city yeah and and like even san andreas i played a little bit of i didn't play a ton of it but like i played vice i played a lot of vice city so like when gta 5 came out i was like yeah i really want to play this game but even even now that it's like 20 bucks or whatever i'm just yeah i'll just i'll just wait till it's 15 bucks like yeah, I'll wait but, till GTA Six comes out. Then GTA Five will be really cheap, right? Yeah. So, but you have to wait anymore. Than you free, can't though. wait anymore. <laughs> it's not going to be any cheaper than free. Yeah. So go ahead, pick it up, and then uh, you know, who knows? Maybe Beard Dad will be streaming it one day. I really wish somebody would give away um, Grand Theft Auto Four for free. Mm. That's my uh, that's my favorite of all the Grand Theft Auto games. GTA Four was a good game. That was the last Grand Theft Auto game I think I played. Was that was that last gen? Was that PS three four X or Xbox uh, three sixty rather? Yeah, yeah. I, well, I think I I don't know what I had it for, but yeah, that sounds about right. But anywho, Obert, 
what do you have for us tonight? Well, we've talked about a couple video games already, but uh, my handle for this week is another video game. This is uh, another blast from the past that you may have played, may not have played. I got decided to get back into Portal 2, and this is a game that I know Chris has played. I have never played it. I have played Portal 2. Yeah. Actually, I played it with Obert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris and I, I think we basically binged this game in like a solid 16-hour session. Yep, pretty much. When I was living in New London, see last episode. Um, it's a great game, solo or co-op. I'm playing it again solo. Hilarious humor. Um, builds off of the mechanics of Portal 1. It's um, from valve you know it's a good it's a great game the premise is it's a puzzle solving game where you have a gun that shoots portals that you can go in one portal and come out the other and you use it to move cubes and blocks and onto buttons and you use physics to shoot out of portals and have gravity fling you around it's a lot of fun i gotta Um, tell you this sounds kind of boring have you ever played it before no you never played portal Oh, nope. really? So Man. half of the game is the humor. And as you progress through the storyline, um, I'm not going to spoil it too much, but Portal 1 takes place in, uh, you're in a, a testing facility where you're solving these puzzles and eventually the, it seems to get more and more nefarious and you realize that you are kind of there involuntarily held against your will, being forced to solve these puzzles or like dissolve in a pit of acid. <laughs> and um again big spoiler for portal one but when you're about two-thirds of the way through the game of portal one should you ruin this for me i can buy both games for 15 dollars. Right oh now. yeah okay i won't ruin it for you because this is great yeah are they are they short or long both games you can be a casual playthrough but probably take you about a dozen hours maybe a baker's dozen i think if you like were really of good both at- or like 13 hours for each game for each I think. I think if you if you got stuck and Googled a solution to a puzzle, you could beat the whole game in six hours, probably. <laughs> but it took me, yeah, about about you know ten to fifteen hours of playing through them both my, the first time. So we're talking about an hour, a dollar an hour here, fifty cents an hour if you get both of them for fifteen combined. That's true. Yeah. And, um, well, and if you're seems... really really bad at it, then it's like twenty five cents. Exactly. An hour. The worse you are at the game, the cheaper it is. Per hour or per level. This seems like something I should buy and stream on Twitch. You said it. I did a bad job describing it. So let me, Chris. You played the game. How am I? How can you describe it better? What am I missing? Um, I don't know. I like. I really like the. I don't. I like the puzzle aspect of it all. I mean, the hu. I the humor is very good. The and the story is very funny. Um, and the 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 robot lady is very funny. Gladys. Um, yeah. Yeah, and but like I don't know, I just like I like those problem solving kind of games, and even though I tend to be bad at them from time to time, um, Chris was so, on the more of a twenty five cents an hour kind of spectrum. <laughs> yeah. <the> spectrum. <laughs> yeah. um, but that was the first time that was the first time I played, so that was fun. Um, but it, I don't know, it's 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 a really fun game. I see it from time to time on on sales, and I'm just like, man, I I should pick it up and just play it again. But again, haven't haven't hit that price point yet i guess i think Um, the co-op one is a great um girlfriend or wife game if you're looking for something to play with your significant other or you know boyfriend husband we don't discriminate here so these these games have gotten down to 99 cents before i think i have to think i'm gonna have to wait put it on the wait list okay because i mean if they go down to it'd be fiscally irresponsible to buy you're a sucker to buy anything for a full price on steam i gotta say that Right, and they've both been ninety nine cents before, so yeah. I could buy both games for two dollars at some point. Then it's like pennies to play it. But yeah, I think the first the first game came out when I was in college, when we were in college, like two thousand seven. So Portal Two came out two thousand, you know, twelve or something like that. And uh I'm thinking of Portal Two again now, and it's just a great game and the humor it really holds up. Um check it out. A lot of fun. But uh, you know, it's, this has been a long handle, so I'm going to put the mug down and and let Todd take over here. And so with that, we'd like to thank you all for listening. Um, I'm going to go first. I'm going to thank Labyrinth for allowing us to review a brand new beer on the podcast, their siren song, but this one's brewed with tangerine, orange, coriander, and salt. I would like to thank 
Devil's Backbone Brewing Company for their Cosmic Fruit Overdrive. And I want to thank Breakside and Fremont Brewing for the Teamwork Dreamwork Double Coconut Stout. Please make sure you're heading over to social media and following us at DAWF Podcast. That's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Untapped. Um, also, make sure you're going over and joining our Discord as well, uh, where you can you can communicate with fans of the show live and in person right on your phone. Also, make sure you hashtag follow the email at at gmail.com. Obviously, as discussed on today's podcast, we do listen to those emails. We talk about them on here, so make sure you're doing that. Obert still wants to know what you're having for breakfast. What's your favorite quarantine breakfast? Let us know. What What do you do at 10 a.m. every day? Let us know. Are you picking your nose? That's something. Share that with us. Also, make sure you're heading over to Patreon and uh, subscribing to listen to the uh, bonus episodes that we've been putting out. This uh, This marks week number two of our pre-show bonus beer review. Um, you can listen to Chris review a special beer. Go subscribe for as little as $1 on Patreon. And um, just so you're aware of how to listen to that, you can download the Patreon app on your phone and you can listen to it from there. There's also an RSS feed, which you can upload onto your favorite podcast app and listen to it from there too, as long as you're a subscriber. Every subscriber has a unique one. Um, also make sure that you're going over to Twitch. Follow Chris, Gamer. You can follow me. I've started a Twitch at uh, The Beer Stud. Um, I've only, I've only twitched twice, so, no, three times. I've only twat, twatched three times. Um. Twatched. <laughs> yep, twatched. Thank you all for listening. My name's Tud. My name's Chris. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. Are you going to stream GTA 5? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't thought about it yet. Uh, maybe. Have you played it yet? I have, no, I just... How do you know he wasn't talking to me? Oh. Is that, no, you played too, right? You I have. Yeah, I own an Xbox. It's such a good game, though. I'll, I'll probably play it again. Nice. After I beat Bloodborne, which I'm obsessed with.